You're listening to Episode 8 of Season 4 of Partnerships and Possibilities, a podcast on leadership. In this episode, Mentor, Coach, Sponsor. Hi, I'm Sharon. And I'm Diana. And we're going to be talking about leadership in organizations. Leadership in organization happens at all levels and takes many forms. Well, so we've both been traveling for the past couple of weeks and haven't had a chance to connect. And I noticed, Sharon, that you've got a talk coming up. And the topic of that talk looked very interesting to me. Yeah. The Making that clear distinction, particularly for managers, mm-hmm. um, about... What is a mentor? What is a coach? What is a sponsor? Mm -hmm. Why do people need any or all of them? How are they the same and different? Mm -hmm. Um, One of our favorite uh, Mm -hmm. human systems dynamics tools. Um, And and what is the difference that makes a difference between those three that would lead a manager to know whether they were the best qualified person to mentor, coach, or sponsor someone, or whether their role might be to help someone find an appropriate mentor, sponsor, leader, or find a mentor, sponsor, or mentor, coach, or leader for themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mentor, yeah. coach, or sponsor, sponsor for, for themselves. themselves. Right. So, you know, there's a, there's a whole, there's a, a, a lot of richness there, and, and I'm curious about what, what direction you're going to take with your talk and what else we might find about that. Okay, well, fair enough. Um, it's very timely that you're, you're asking that because this week I'll be thinking about it. I, I yeah. haven't really thought a lot about it yet, um, except for the fact that um, I was asked to do this talk. It's for um, a conference uh, at um, a large company in, in Portland for their women's organization. And um, I had just read an article that the title of which was something like mm, Enough Already with the Mentors, Get Yourself a Sponsor. And it was an interesting kind of uh, distinction that that article drew. And it's something I think that hasn't been highlighted enough uh, in in uh, the way we we talk about some of the 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 tools or or, or um, additional um, supports that people can 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 have um, available to them as they move through their career. So let me start out with just some kind of general thoughts, mm-hmm. and then maybe as we talk more, we'll kind of crisp yeah, that up. Right. So, probably the role that that has been talked about more in, over the years is that of mentor. Mm-hmm. And when we talk about a mentor, we typically are talking about someone else, either within the within your own organization or within your own industry, yeah. who can who can tell you about the kind of informal norms mm-hmm. that apply in that industry or organization 
they kind of give you the backstory about how we do things around here. They might be in a position to tell you about um, people that would be useful for you to get to know, either because they have a trait or um, a skill that you want to learn from, or because they are positionally in an important role that would be of, of importance or value to you. So, so people typically think of a mentor as kind of a, oh, sort of your Dutch uncle <laughs> or kind of fatherly um, um, elder statesman right. who, who's going to give you the scoop, mm -hmm. right? Mentors sometimes take a more active role in somebody's development or career, but often they don't. Right. Um, often it's more of a, we'll get together a few times a year over a glass of wine or a... Right. Well, and a mentor is usually more senior than the protege. Typically. Right? Yeah. Typically. Right. At least further along in their career. or Right. Yeah. And that's why they're right. in a position right. to be able to tell you kind of the backstory mm -hmm. about things. Mm -hmm. Now, there is a notion in, in some places called reverse mentoring, mm -hmm. which is different than that, where the mentor may be uh, an older person and a younger person, but the younger person's role is not just that of protege, or maybe not even a mm -hmm. protege, where as a reverse mentor, they are teaching the older person about something that they know about that the older person doesn't. Oh, okay. Like, um, there are some organizations that have set that up with respect to technology. So you can have a young person who's smart about technology and can teach us old dogs or yeah. whatever we're called, you know, new tricks about how to use social media, um, how to be more effective with, um, with blogs, mm -hmm. um, things like that. Okay. Um, there was a student in one of my classes who brought up the idea of reverse mentoring all the time uh, because her organization used it extensively in the technology arena. Mm -hmm. And she said that by volunteering to be a reverse mentor for technology, she had actually been able to make connections with some of the most senior people in her organization that turned out to be very useful to her in all kinds of ways. So she thought it was a great technique. Right. Um, well, a great technique for finding a mentor. You right. Know, to offer right. to be a reverse mentor. Yeah. Right. yeah. right, 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 right. Which actually sets up the quid pro quo a little more clearly. Well, if yes, yeah. if you're if you're doing it exactly one for one. But yeah. she but she was saying that in her company there's no expectation that it works both ways right. across two people. So one person could reverse mentor several senior right. folks right. in one domain. But but that might put that person in contact with somebody that they would like to have for a minute. Absolutely. Yeah, out of that. Pool. Absolutely. Yeah. So staying with mm -hmm. the mentoring idea for, for a few minutes, 
there are organizations that have formalized their mentoring programs and have tried to use computer, you know, use technology to like match. matching. Yeah. Yeah. So that they 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 develop profiles about people who need mentors, people who are willing to mentor, and then they compare, you know, a la match.com, right. um, you know, who's looking for what and then who has those skill sets right. and, you know, or, or is in a similar um, domain and they try to make good matches. Mm -hmm. My um, maybe more informal um, take on that is that those kinds of matches don't actually work as well as situations in which somebody is fortunate enough to either be selected by yeah. or to literally select themselves someone to be a mentor. You know something that's more organic. Yeah, yeah. where there's more chemistry. Mm -hmm. Um but in a really big organization that just can leave it too mm -hmm. much to chance and too many people might be overlooked. So, you know, yeah. if you are fortunate enough that someone sort of picks you out of the the um, the pot and says, "Now you, Diana, you're a smart cookie. Mm -hmm. I like you. I think I have something I could offer you. I'd like to mentor you." Mm -hmm. That's right. lovely when that right. happens. Right. You know, but but I think if in the absence of that, a more formalized program is better than nothing. Right, right. Well, and that's it's it's interesting there because I, I'm thinking back to um, a few podcasts ago when we were talking about Sheryl Sandberg and her book Lean In, mm -hmm. and um, you know, and her comment that people are so sort of mentor crazy that she would have young women come up and ask her, will you mentor me? Right. And she had no prior relationship with them, no right. no connection at all. And right. and her comment was, that's a really terrible way to find a mentor. Absolutely. It, just to, you know, pick somebody out of a hat because they're well-known. Right. Um, and they're less likely to have time for you, even if they were to say yes. So, um, so this idea of allowing that relationship, Staying alert for the opportunities and and allowing for that relationship to grow more organically right. is really a better fit for a mentor protege right. relationship. Right. I yeah. I mean I yeah. I think so. But yeah. again, you know, not everybody is you right. know has a situation that lends themselves to that. Yeah. Well, there's That's also even the more, yeah. There's also the interesting thing about life phase, which I mean. I, I know for you, we've had conversations about this and, and other folks that are more in our general age group, there comes a time in your life when you're sort of looking for someone to pass on your, your knowledge, your expertise, somebody who might not have to make all the mistakes you made or, or whatever, or that maybe you can help them through the mistakes they're making so they learn the most from them. Right. That there comes a time in, pe in a lot of people's lives, I mean, I can't generalize to every single human, but where the interest in becoming a mentor is greater. 
Right. Yeah. Right. Than it might have been earlier in your career when you're just focused on what right. it is you need to learn. So right. so there's an interesting just sort of human aspect to that in terms of you, you used the word elder earlier. And yeah. I think, you know, that, that idea that people do move into a time in their lives when they're when they're ready to share what their wisdom. Yeah, when you're when you're sort of if you will almost you know you you mean you may be done or close to done climbing the ladder right. as it were and you know you're you're at the point in your career where you're looking back and um you have amassed a a, a lot of learning over the years and and you feel um you feel grounded enough uh, in in who you are and how you've gotten there, that you feel like you have some wisdom or some learning right. that that you would like to share, yeah. and and that generally doesn't happen until you're certainly past fifty. Yeah, you know, um, I think it would be an unusual person. Who would get to that stage of their life much earlier? Much earlier yeah, than that. I agree. Yeah. Maybe in one domain, yeah. uh, but it, but in a more general sense, yeah. you know, you don't get there until you're you're in that mm-hmm. in that close to leaving the business world um, phase of your life. Mm-hmm. So so that that's kind of one one take on on the mentor role, right? The sponsor role is the one I think that's less known and um, maybe we're at a point now where there are, this, the article I was reading was, was written with respect to women and um, I don't think that's an accident because I think we're, we're finally at a place where Lots of women have learned, have absorbed the lesson that you got to have a mentor. But what they haven't learned, uh, and what this article was saying is, yeah, mentors are great, but then you need, you also need sponsors, because sponsors are people that are much more actively um, advocating for your career. Mm-hmm. So let's say there is a discussion among the senior folks of an organization and they're talking about succession planning and who's going to become the next this or the next that. The sponsor is the one who says, well, what about Diana? She's had experience doing this, this, this. She would be perfect for that role. She would bring to it, you know, X, Y, and Z. So it's going beyond the mentor Mm -hmm. who's advising you to the sponsor role who's advising the organization on your behalf that you are ready for or you need this experience in order to be ready for that next piece of experience. Mm -hmm. So the sponsor's really going out more on a limb of saying, I think this person is ready to take on XYZ role. And I remember when I, back in the day when I was involved with the United Airlines succession plan, how amazing it was to to watch certain senior folks who had their people and every opportunity they could 
they advocated for those people. Mm -hmm. And so those people got moved to key roles in the organization in the right sequence, in the right way, to make them really very competitive for roles later on in the organization. Mm -hmm. And it was so rare to ever hear somebody bring up a woman's name. And when they did, it was like, it just sucked all the air out of the room because people would think, yeah. really? You know, I mean, I mean, it was just an unusual happening, you know, right. at that point. Um, but that was how decisions got made then. That was how decisions get made now um, in, in many, many cases. Uh, when, when organizations are looking at kind of shifting the dominoes, the names have to come from somewhere. Right. So that sponsorship role is absolutely key. And the reason for women, it's I think even more important, is because it still happens now that when there's a post where, some, where people are being considered and, and the post or the role is overseas or another part of the country, you know, the first thing when a woman's name is, well, but she's got a family, she's got kids, can she move? When the sponsor can say, oh yeah, I, I, I've talked to her about that, no problem. Her husband is a cartoonist, her husband is a, you know, mm. consultant. He can work from anywhere, no problem. Then, you know, right you can just move right along. So that's, um, you know, focusing in now on the idea that you need people to really very clearly advocate for you and bring your name up for consideration is kind of the, sort of the next set of targets for, yeah. for women who, who, you know, have um, their eye on more you know, more moving up, moving up, uh, yeah. more critical roles. Well, so that's interesting because I think a lot of people have assumed that a mentor would also advocate, would also sponsor, but those are two very different skill sets. They and are. two very different perspectives on a person. And, you know, while it would be lovely for one, someone to have a mentor who could also advocate for them right who who had access to the situations where advocacy could even happen right because Plus, not all mentors do not all mentors would and um and then have the the skill to understand um how to do that and then what might be the right progression for someone um, you know, that's, that's interesting to pull those apart. Right. And, um, it makes me think of, uh, an organization that I've done quite a bit of work for where they have very, um, clearly said, if you want to get to upper level leadership, not even senior, but just upper level leadership in our organization, you have to have experienced a number of different aspects of what we do 
And so they are very intentional about moving, not keeping managers in a silo, but moving them around mm -hmm. to to different parts of the organization. Mm -hmm. So you will be um, a, a leader of some kind in a staff function, but you will also, at some time in your career, be a leader in an operations function or a right. distributions function, or you know, right? So that you really, by the time you move up, you really do have. The organization. You can hold the organizational system in your mind and not just small, not just finance. Right. Or not just small parts of it. Right. So, um, you know, having a sponsor who can think strategically about that on your behalf, have conversations with you about it, um, how to get yourself ready to make those moves uh, would be a huge benefit. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and I mean, you're right. If, if someone had both skill sets and they could combine both roles, wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. But in the real world, that Doesn't. is not so often true. Yeah. And, and some, people, um, some people are better sponsors than they are uh, mentors. Some people, you know, if they're, if they seem like they're just a sponsor, but they actually don't make good calls about an individual, after a while they're going to be discredited right. uh, because it, 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 it begins to feel like they're just promoting somebody because it's their buddy, not because mm -hmm. they necessarily have the, the right skills to, mm -hmm. or at the right them not in the right, right place at the right time. Right. So, yeah, being being thoughtful about making sure that both of those skills are covered mm -hmm. by people who actually have the skills to do what they need to do. And if it's one person, great. But more likely, it's two people. So Or more. Or more. Some people have three or more mentors. So yeah. That's right, for different reasons. Right. Right. So, so, you know, selecting those relationships, nurturing those relationships, making sure that the people that are filling those roles have the information about you that they need to, to fill mm -hmm. those roles well mm -hmm. um, is a piece of work that you need to attend to. Mm -hmm. Now, those roles are different, yet again, than that of a coach. Right. And if you'll indulge me for a minute, mm -hmm. I, I'm... You know, the word coach is so misunderstood and and I think mm, places, you know, God bless them, even the Harvard Business Review does, does people a disservice by talking about sports coaches and then using that language to then talk about people who are coaching in the business world because sports coaches have different responsibilities and different authority than, let's say, an executive coach does. Um, and I, I, I was noticing in this yeah. last issue of HBR, they have a, an article called Secret of the World's Greatest Coach, and they're talking about this guy who is um, Ferguson, who, who yeah. coached Manchester United and whatever, whatever. And all I had to do was skim the some of the headlines, and I thought, really? 
I mean, this isn't coaching the well, way I understand it in well, the least. Yes, head coaches, sports head coaches, are also managers of a whole team of of kind of under coaches. Right. You know, special teams coaches and all that kind of stuff. And so they're not so much doing the... I mean, maybe that next level down of coach is doing the kinds of things we're thinking about. But, but a head coach is much more of a... A manager, a, a senior manager of an organization, right? Than purely the way we would think about coaching, right? With, yeah. I mean, one of the one of the subtitles here is never ever cede control. I mean, the issue of control to me is like non-existent in, in a, a coaching coach. relationship. It's not about control, right? Not in the, so anyway. All right, so. Putting, putting the idea of sports coaching aside, yeah. in the business world, what a coach does is help somebody identify the areas of skill that they need to get better at in order to do their job more effectively. It's that simple. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I believe that as you get more and more uh, of a relationship with somebody and I believe that as people's need for being strategic increases in their job, in other words, as, as you're dealing with more senior people, it even becomes less than, than about helping them develop skills as it is becoming a thinking partner and helping them think about what it is they're trying to accomplish and then how they can best do that. So, so I'm, I'm finding that in my own coaching practice, as I work with more senior level folks, it's mo- really more about that relationship of being a thinking partner. Uh, and that can cover a gamut of things, okay. but it's, it's less about specific skill development. And with, with people that are newer in management and still working their way up through the organization. It is more about finding areas where they need to get better, whether it's, um, you know, communicating with staff, whether it's learning to be more participatory, those kinds of things. Uh, And rarely, rarely, do I have any input at all with the organization about what that person's future right. career should look like, what it might entail? I mean, it's what very the, yeah. unusual. Yeah. For yeah. Some, and and normally, if I am asked about that, it's kind of off the record. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not not part of a formal process at mm-hmm. all. So. Just to recap, the a mentor is a, a person you uh, you might want to bring into your life to help you understand how to navigate your organization and what is going to be valued there and what the values of your organization are and help you figure out whether that fits with you and just how you're gonna you know how how to position yourself to navigate. The sponsor is the person... Or, or your industry. Or your because industry, yeah. Especially certain professions 
Right. Really, it's more an industry, it's more an industry okay. thing. So then a sponsor actually is the person who helps to advocate um, that you be put in certain positions so that you can gain a better understanding of your organization or move along or maybe they just want to keep you on their team, whatever that might be. And a coach is really there to help you develop both the skills and the thinking acumen to be able to perform well when you're in those roles. Right. right. And, and, and a manager might or might not fill any one of those, although coach is going to be the most difficult one for a manager to fill, particularly if, if you're in the line of direct reports. Is that is that true or not? I mean, I, I mean, are these roles that managers would fill for their direct reports or not? Um, not likely, um, except in in small bits. So usually, it's going to be somebody outside of that chain. Yes. Yeah, that reporting chain. Yeah. Yes, um, I think managers are more likely to, on occasion, be sponsors um, or be coaches around a, a specific skill. But not in an ongoing way. But probably not in an ongoing way. Yeah. yeah. Well, thanks, Sharon. That's, this has been really interesting to sort of tease out what these distinctions are and, and understand, you know, why a person might want one or the other of somebody to fill these roles in their lives or to perform one. I think it also helps to clarify, do I want to be a sponsor? Do I want to be a mentor? Do I want to be a coach to someone? If I can be very clear about what that role is. Okay. Yeah. Good. All right. And if I have some more thoughts as I start to yeah. to check some sources and, and right. things to develop my presentation, I'll, um, bring I'll, I'll bring them in and we'll yeah. talk some more. Great. Thanks. Please leave your comments on our blog. You can also email us, info at futureworksconsulting.com, or find us on Twitter at FutureWKS. This has been Episode 8 of Season 4 of Partnerships and Possibilities. Thanks for listening.